Welcome to another edition of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken, alongside Justin Gruner. Justin, Derek, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Another Thursday in the books. We're ready for another episode of, of radio. Are, are you excited? Always excited for this. I mean, we, we have jam-packed show today. We, big interview. Yeah, big interview. Thomas Fish of Blowout Cards. He's going to be on. Talk about everything in the industry, from obviously trading cards uh, to maybe some comics and some toys and, and just anything and everything Yeah, about Mr. Fish. I, I'm excited. I, it's really cool to get to talk to one of the, uh, I, I don't know, important figures in the industry, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because all of a sudden, you know, we had Tracy Hackler last week. We're having Thomas Fish this week. Next week, we're going to have Beckett Auction Services come in and talk to us. So that's a big deal. We saw a couple days ago, they had a bunch of cool stuff that they brought in, some U- UFC memorabilia that was absolutely insane. Just to make everybody else jealous who's a UFC fan, I got to hold a belt. Yeah, like there was a, was it autographed Ronda, by Ronda, Ronda Rousey? Yeah, an autographed belt, and it it was a legit belt. It was nice. Posters that signed by all the fighters. It, it was unbelievable to see that as a UFC fan. It was incredible. Well, actually, the coolest thing to me was they had the first ever UFC poster, yep. the original poster. Yeah. Tank Abbott yeah. was on there. Yeah, I, they're valuing that thing at over like three or four thousand yep. dollars. So uh, check out Beckett Auctions for those things. Yeah, Beckett Auction Services. It's on Beckett.com's website. It, they're all over there. So check it out. They're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. You name it, they're on it. So they'll be on uh, next week to talk more about that. All right, let's go to our first segment: new products and pricing. Everyone knows that's what we lead off with. So Justin, what you got? What I got? Whoa. Sorry. You're, you're a little too excited. I was a little bit. Okay. What we got? <laughs> what do we have? Uh, next week, we got Upper Deck Series 2 for hockey coming out Ooh, on yes. the 4th. So okay. another uh, big product for them that's huge. Mm-hmm. Tops Heritage Baseball, the first of the retro design cards, is coming out on the 5th. Yeah. Press Pass Football for all you guys who are looking for the new rookies and getting a jump on those autographs. Yep. They'll be coming out. Johnny Manziel signed for them a lot. Yeah. And, and something, yeah, something cool about uh, those cards was that... When he signed it, he put like Giga Maggies. Uh, he put Johnny Football. Yeah, a lot of inscriptions. They yeah. have a lot of different inscriptions this year, not just the autograph, but little notes on it. Yeah, that. I thought that was really cool. That it's they very, added very cool. That. And then uh, Panini Spectra is coming out for football as well next week on the 5th. Okay, cool. Uh, pricing wise, we have uh, museum collections. I believe that you gather that and dance pricing yep. it. And I'm going to be gathering Tops Tribute a little early because it's been selling like crazy. Mm hmm. So we're definitely going to gather that probably this Friday and have pricing up early next week. Well, cool. That works. So we had a giveaway last week. Uh, it was a brand new box of Panini Gold Standard Basketball. Tracy Hackler came in, obviously, and, and was gracious enough to give us a lot of, of um, great gifts. And one of that was obviously Gold Standard. So we had a little contest. Obviously, I think it was a little too easy, but it, it was a good question. Uh, what was Tracy Hackler's, what is his favorite football team? And the correct answer is the Denver Broncos. So pretty sure everyone who uh, tried to answer it got it right. So everyone who did get it right got put in a little pot, mixed it up. And the winner is, drumroll please, Andrew McKay of Alberta, Canada. Wow, we're going international yeah, we're, with this. We're going Canadian this time. Nice. Uh, you won a f- brand new box of Gold Standard Basketball. Congratulations. Uh, I will be getting in touch with you to get your address, all that good stuff. So we'll be good to go. So with that said, let's go to the Tweet of the Day segment. And uh, coincidentally, 
the winner of Gold Standard gave us the tweet of the day. This guy's on a roll. Yeah, he's on a roll. He's got some great questions. I guess thank you for being such a good fan of the show. Yeah, seriously. He's he's doing some work on Twitter, so you know, he, he's a he's a he's a guy that everyone needs to look out. Yeah, and for. I'm actually really excited about this question. This is a this is a hot topic yeah. for a lot of us. So go ahead and lay it on All us. All right, tweet of the day. At Wild Eagle says, "Do you feel that rip and flippers are hurting or helping the card industry?" What do you think about that? Rip and flippers. Yeah. Um now if we're talking about just buying Buying the cards and then turning around and selling them for profit. Yeah. I think that they're kind of helping because I mean they're they're buying up all the product. Yeah. And it's giving everybody else a chance to get their cards on the secondary market without having to buy all that product because yep. some guys just want the singles. So that in that regard, I think it helps. Um, if you're talking about the pack searchers, oh yeah. Those evil people. <laughs> you know who you are out there, and if you are, you're not my friend. Uh-oh. Um, you got these guys who will go to card shops or go to Walmart, Target. And they'll bend the corners to try and feel for that mem card, or they'll scrape the bottoms to try and find the autograph sticker. Damage the cards in the process sometimes. Some guys will take, will buy these things, open the pack up, pull out the card, and if it's a good one, they'll keep it and put a lesser card in there and then reseal it to sell it as a hot pack online. Sometimes they do that. The worst of the worst offenders to me is they'll have gram scales, and they'll weigh each pack, and if it's weight a little heavier than the rest of them, they know that that's a, a mem card, mm-hmm. and they actually pull that out and buy those. I I, I just think that's so messed up. <laughs> like, well, it takes that it, is so messed up. It takes away from little kids. Like at Walmart, you, I think of buying this the individual packs. Little kids have a chance to buy a three dollar pack of cards, yeah. and get something cool. You just took that from a kid, or you took that from somebody who really likes to collect, not what you're doing, evil person. Well, that, and yeah, my thing, you know, we always talk about trying to get kids back into this industry because that's, that's where we all started, you know, yeah. collecting. But at the same time, you just think of people who are, you know, spending their hard-earned money, you know, wanting to get a pack of cards, not even wanting to maybe sell it. They just, they just want to see a good pack, you know what I mean? And if, if you're damaging that or if you're cheating the system by resealing the packs, like, yeah. you, are you serious? Sometimes like, how, do how, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I've never met someone like that, but it, it irritates me and it bothers me that I, there are people out there that do that. I've met some guys, and the best thing that I ever saw, though, was I was at a card shop, and unfortunately, this shop has closed down for about eight years now. Yeah. But a guy brought in a scale and sat it down, and he went through every pack in the card shop, and the guy actually, the card shop owner, kicked him out. Yeah. And he put in the next week. He posted a sign that said, "No scales, no searching. You grab, you just grab and pick one up." Now, some people go to little extremes and they say, "Only I can pick your packs for you." Yeah, I don't like that. I want to pick my own pack. Yeah, but for the guys that are pack searching out there, we're on to you. <laughs> we need to, we need a special police force. We need a trading card police task force. Well, I will say that I've seen some guys out yeah. there on our forums yeah. who will post pictures of dudes. The, that's pretty ripping. funny. And the best one, though, was this guy had this look on his face like a deer in the headlights. And <laughs> you just look at him and go, every time I pictured a pack searcher, you are what happens. It pops up in my mind. Yes. You just look at him and go, do you still live in the basement of your parents' yeah. house or something? I, it, you know, really did look like that. We, we should we should start a, a forum thread. Just Just, I don't know, like... What should we call it? Caught in the act. Yeah, caught in the <laughs> act or something. Like, if you see someone just doing something downright just horrible to cards, you know, whether they be searching or, or, or ripping cards, trying to find, you know, whatever, you should try and take a picture. Post it on the forums, man. Let's get these guys out there. Let's just get these guys out there. Just put them on a blacklist what, of the industry. And I will say, 
fair warning to people out there, if you're going to buy blasters from Walmart, they have a very lax return policy. Yeah. I actually bought a blaster box where all the packs were opened on the inside of the box. That's ridiculous. And I had to take it back to them and yell at them about it. And I, I got my money back at least, but it just really upset me that I, I wanted a blaster. So I actually only buy cards from either my shop, local shop or I'll go on to like Blowout or David Adams or I'll go online. Yeah. Even eBay, I don't trust buying boxes yeah. on there anymore because no. they can search those somehow too. Yep. So I would only go to reputable dealers, and that's it now. Yeah. I mean, that, that it sucks that it makes us that jaded, though, and that you have to be on that much of a guard yeah. to buy a pack of baseball cards. Yeah, exactly. It's too bad, but that's, that's how it is now, and we just got to be careful, you know? So, well, thanks to uh, Wild Eagle for that tweet of the day. I, I, that's a great question, and that can spark a whole conversation, like, just for one show. Oh, you yeah. Know, we can have people come in and just talk about it from card companies to uh, distributors. distributors and uh, just everyone in the industry and see what their opinion is about oh, it. Before that, ask people in our office, see what they say. Yeah. So I want to, I want to kind of, I want to, I want to step in here and I saw this article online yesterday that made me chuckle and I emailed it to some guys in the office. Yeah. I'm mad at myself because I forgot the player's name, but he's a prospect for the Orioles. Mm-hmm. And Buck Showalter is hanging out with him and he sees Frank Robinson and he says to the kid, Do you know who that is? And the kid said, no. Oh, no. Buck Showalter made him write a one-page report on who Frank Robinson was. <laughs> and it got me thinking, if you're a baseball player and you have a passion to play the game, you should know some of the biggest names in there. And I thought that was crazy. I yeah. was how do you not know who Frank Robinson is? And, I mean, the biggest thing is that, look, you're probably 19 years old. You know, he, he just got picked up this year, right, in the draft? Uh, Something I think like it was that. last year, I think. I don't yeah. know. He's, he's like 20, 22, yeah. maybe. Yeah, so he's, he's young. The <laughs> whenever I think of, you know, because I played sports when I was a kid, and what I would always do is I would go and watch old games. You know, oh, yeah, obviously definitely. I would watch the games going on in the present just because I'm a fan. Yeah. But I would I would go back and, and search YouTube or, or search for videos of, you know, Magic Johnson. You he's know? young enough to say that when he's a kid, he can go on YouTube. I can't well, say no, that. Well, I, no, I, I remember the VHS <laughs> tapes and the Pistol Pete. The Pistol Pete instructional videos. Okay. I, I had all those as a kid. Okay, so okay, okay. I, I'm not. I'm not that young. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously. I, you know, I, I knew who came before me. Yeah. You know, and I'm a musician as well. And our, our kind of a rule of thumb is before you, you study and master the guys who, who are the, the masters of today. You got to find out who they listen to. Yeah. You know, you have start to from the very knowledge. beginning and then move up. So I feel. Slightly embarrassed for this kid, slightly annoyed that he's on a franchise like the Baltimore Orioles, who's been around for years. Rich tradition. Yeah, a great tradition of ballplayers. And he didn't know one of the greatest ballplayers who ever played in an Orioles uniform. The the thing that that was kind of funny was that he was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Had had the book report done the next morning on his office, and was like, "I'm I'm glad I did that because I wanted to know who he was." Yeah, I mean, you should know. I, honestly, me, if I was a ball player, I would want to know the history of my team. Yep. And just history of the game. I mean, if you say you broke a record and you just didn't know, I mean, I'm talking about a big one. What if you broke uh, the stolen base record from Ricky Henderson and you just didn't know who he was? Yeah. Really? That would be bad. I mean, first of all, that makes it just that much less special to your fans let alone you exactly but it almost takes away from the game like you don't know this yeah that's ridiculous yeah it's too bad but you know that's that's just kind of how it is well, and i'm gonna throw my little brother under the bus Uh-oh. he's a pitcher he plays for lion college in arkansas okay but he uh he came home one semester and i 
bought a uh, pack of Topps Tribute and pulled a Al Kaline dual bat card. And I was excited. Oh, I was like, nice. dude, look at this. And he yeah. goes, who's Al Kaline? Oh. I dropped everything in my hand and threw my hands up. I'm like, how are you a baseball player and yeah. you don't know this guy? Wow. So uh, for me, that was just... That's, That's when bad. I realized the younger generation doesn't care about history. <laughs> You're one of the exceptions. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a my generation, there's some people out there that are just, they don't know. They don't. So, Well, yeah, no, that was a pretty funny story. I couldn't believe it, you know, when you sent it well, to me. But Yeah, well, for me, that just shows that when I have kids, I will educate them about the history of the game and exactly. stuff that they can know. Yeah, well, let's, let's go to our next uh, subject. Uh, believe the hype, and since we're talking about baseball, let's go to the baseball player, uh, Sin Shu Chu of the Texas Rangers. He's the new right fielder, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he's the right fielder, um, yes. Uh, he, he's in the outfield, obviously. Got a, a really nice contract. <laughs> yeah, he did. And uh, he's, I mean, he's ready to play. He looks like he's he's um, getting in his workouts before spring training. They're starting up in a week, so uh, what do you think about him and his potential on the Rangers, as well as his potential in card value? Now that he's on a really a, I, in my opinion, the best team of his in his career. Yeah, I mean, the Reds were a good team that he was on. The Indians, they they're an up and coming team. So he's, I think he's progressively moved up. Yeah. To me, he is a great piece of the Rangers who will help them, hopefully, get back into the playoffs and go back to the World Series. He wanted to be here with you, Darvish. I think yeah. he'll work really well since he has a friend here. Um. I think he's. I mean, I'm Homer though. I I want to see the Rangers yeah. go undefeated if I could. <laughs> It'd be the best thing ever. But as far as his card values, I mean, you can buy his stuff pretty cheap. I mean, autographs are going for fifteen to twenty five bucks a piece for the on average. Yeah. Uh, I think one of his superfractors just sold for like eight hundred dollars. Wow. So I mean, but for a superfractor, that's not a bad price. I mean, you get the Bryce Harper for fifteen grand. Oh yeah. So eight hundred is almost a steal for that. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to go up if he has a really good year. And the fact that Nelson Cruz is out of our lineup, he has a chance to step in and be one of our big bats. If he starts playing really well from the get-go, I think he's going to have a he's going to see an increase in value. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. I think he's I'm definitely believing the hype. He's in a lineup that it's offensive friendly. Uh, I think this whole this whole lineup is just going to be based around hitting. Uh, I, obviously, they're good defensively. Yeah, but I think the primary focus is just Hitting that long ball, well, you know, with Prince, Alex Rios, uh, Chu. I mean, Adrian Beltre. Yeah, Beltre. I mean, that that lineup is pretty sick. And <laughs> with with Beltre and Prince in the lineup, mm-hmm. those will protect him from. I mean, they're gonna want to not pitch to Prince Fielder or Adrian Beltre, and he's gonna see a lot of productivity just because he's, they're afraid of the other two guys. Well, yeah. I mean, he's in lead, He's a leadoff. He's gonna be the leadoff hitter. So it's okay. him, and then Andrew second, and then I think it's Fielder. And yes, then and Beltre. the Beltre. Yes. So uh, that's a pretty sick one, two, three, four. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. They're gonna be scared of him. Yeah. He's, the, the first couple innings for the opposing team is gonna be pretty tough. Yeah. You know. But uh. So yeah, we both believe the hype on him. Let's go to basketball. James Harden of the Houston Rockets went off. Forty-three points, eight rebounds, three steals. That was uh, intense game. Fear the beard. I mean, the guy. The guy <laughs> is ridiculous. You know, he he didn't have a great showing at the All Star game. Pretty disappointing. Uh, do you believe the hype on him? Cautiously, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. They're. I mean, their team is what thirty eight and nineteen. Yeah. Like they're that. pretty pretty good. They're third in the West, so they're they're a really good team. Problem is that Houston's not a huge market team, which is weird to say since they have like it's, five it, or seven yeah. million people that live in Surprising. that city. Yeah. But they're just not a huge 
basketball town, I think, yet. I mean, they have they have their good fans, mm-hmm. but they're not the Bulls. They're not the Knicks or the Lakers. Yeah. Um, I think if you see them go deep in the playoffs and they go even to the championship and he does really well with Dwight Howard, yeah. I think you could see him rise. Um, so by now, he's cheaper. He's gone down since he's yeah, left yeah. Uh, Oklahoma City, but if he has a good showing, he'll go up. Yeah, I think... I think everyone is still riding the waves of his just hot streak of, of, hey, it's James Harden by himself. He's not with Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook anymore, you know. Uh, last year he played great. This year he's doing well. But it, there's just something about him that he just he's not rising to become the superstar. Well, he's almost like the Pippin. Yeah, the team. exactly. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because I think he's a great player. He's he's. Got a great shot. He's got a great beard. Yeah, a fantastic beard. How do you not just buy his cars based on the beard alone? <laughs> Me and you are both beard aficionados. Yeah. We have our own beards. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it, I I'm believing the hype, but like you said, cautiously. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think it's he's not going to go anywhere unless he goes to the championship and is that MVP of the team. Uh, so that's unfortunate, but you always got to just watch out and see what happens. Uh, all right, so we only have three players um, for Believe the Hype, so let's go to our last one, John Tavares. He tore his MCL and meniscus Ow. in the Olympics. He's out for the season. People are furious because, you know, the guy is the future for the New York Islanders, and he didn't even he didn't even do anything with his team. It was... In the Olympics. Yeah. So the team is pissed. The fans are pissed. What do you think about that? Do you think he's going to mm. bounce back and be the guy who everyone knows he is? Or is is he done? Listen, he's, hockey, he's 24, too, by the way. Hockey players are tough. They are. I mean, you can take a puck to the face and lose half your teeth and break your jaw and still play. You're tough. Yeah. Um, not like some people who get grazed in the nose and fall on the basketball court and not say anything about <laughs> But these guys, I mean... They're, he'll fight back. I mean, they as long as he can come back next year and have a productive season, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. And he's young enough that he can miss a season and not lose value. Yeah. And like you said, if he's the face of the of that franchise, they're going to make sure that he's going to still be front and center and yeah, be their top dog. Yeah, the sky's the limit for a guy who's obviously the franchise is going to put all their money's worth. Yeah, I, him, you know? I think you'll see his value go down maybe just because... He's not playing. He's not playing. Yeah. So maybe in the off season, start buying some of his stuff up, yeah. and then when he comes back and has you know a comeback qual- uh, caliber year, yeah, then he'll go back up. I would say yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I, it, it's unfortunate for the kid, but when he was playing, he was lights out. You know, he played great. He's one of the top guys in the NHL now, and he's twenty three, twenty four years old. So uh, it's great to see that. So that's Believe the Hype. If you have any players that you want us to talk about, hit us up on Twitter, at Beckett Radio, or uh, we have an email at what? what Radio is at Beckett. Yeah, I kept saying at, but <laughs> I'm he is Twitter. too addicted to Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to Twitter. It's okay. Uh, and so, I still don't have my Twitter yet. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about a few products that are coming out, um, not this week, but just in general. Panini is putting out a World Cup product, Panini Prism uh, World Cup. The World Cup's going to be sometime in June. It's going to be in uh, Brazil. And they're, I mean, the product looks really nice. It's going to come out late April. Uh, there's some autographs from Pele, Cristiano Ronaldo, Josie Altador. I mean, the, the list of autographs is ridiculous. 
uh, Robin Van Persie, uh, Lionel Messi, uh, Clint Dempsey, Tim Howard, Alexi Lawless, a, a lot of great guys. Here's how you know it's a good checklist. I know almost every single one of those players you said. <laughs> yeah, but but the cards are really nice. The parallels are cool. It, it just looks like they're going to put a lot of effort into this uh, product, which is great because uh, Tops did a fantastic job in their uh, English Premier League set. Everyone's loving it. They're buying it. It's selling like crazy. Yeah, it's selling like crazy. So if we can keep this up, all you soccer fans – we might have a market out there. What I'm loving is the fact that they're starting to do a lot more soccer cards. Yeah. And it's just showing that soccer is becoming more popular. Mm -hmm. And maybe not MLS stuff because it's you have the Major League Soccer, but it's not really Major League. Until you get to like the English Premier. Or the no, yeah, it's, it's not a big-time league. It's not the biggest. Yeah. Um, but you're seeing people appreciate soccer a lot more. I mean, I, I watched... English Premier League soccer on USA Network and NBC yeah. this past weekend, and I'm like, what? what's going on? What is this? And I was excited because I love watching European soccer. Yeah. Well, well, with these, um, with this box, the set will feature 24 packs with six, uh, six cards in each pack. The base set contains 200 cards from the 32 qualifying teams in the World Cup. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I talked to Brian, you know, the soccer guy here. And we're talking about maybe splitting a box, you know, just because uh, this stuff looks so cool. The inserts, they got World Cup matchups, World Cup stars, and my favorite team photo inserts. My my biggest thing is seeing the whole team line up right before they're going to play, you know, taking a picture. That's so cool. Uh, so they're going to have that in there. It, it looks like a great product. Coming out late April, I'm excited. I, I'm ready for it. What do you think? I'm excited for it, too. I, I probably won't buy any just because I – only collect baseball yeah but I, i'm looking forward to seeing what you guys get and seeing if there's you know some pretty cool stuff coming out of that product definitely and and we have another product called uh south bay basketball buyback uh it's called super break the super deluxe edition uh it's a high-end product it's 3400 dollars. it's a whole lot of super yeah so it it contains one piece of memorabilia uh which game used jersey signed photos signed basketball sneakers I mean, MJ signed, Kobe, Kevin Durant. There's, there's so many players, Chris Paul, Barkley, uh, everyone. Uh, it, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. We have um, – uh, there's only going to be about 200 boxes made, so it's going to be very, um, very limited edition, I guess. Each box will contain 10 items, nine buybacks, and one uh, original sketch card. So that's pretty neat. I might check it out, but, you know, you never know. For $3,400, that's – that's a that's a big product. What do what do you think about buyback products um, in general? Uh, for me personally, I I'm not a fan of them just because you spend thirty four hundred dollars and you're not guaranteed to even get half of that back. Yeah, you can get you know a game used autograph shoe from pick a player that nobody knows. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. And they'd be like, well, you did get the authentic memorabilia. And then the buyback stuff where you get a card from another manufacturer, I could have bought that online for much cheaper. Yeah. I don't I don't feel the risk is worth it. I mean, now, granted, there are some products out there that you, like the, I think it was called Heroes of Sport, where they did the points program, and a guy got enough points to get a Babe Ruth game-used bat. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Stuff like that would be worth it. But, I mean, the, the amount of money that you spend on those, yeah. I've... I personally wouldn't do it, but there are some people who like to collect the memorabilia and don't care. Exactly. And that's, you know, so there's yeah. people out there who like it. Yeah, exactly. If if you like it, it's it's right there for you. You got to pay $3400 for it. 
I think it's kind of interesting, but I don't have $3,400 to do that. So I don't think so either. <laughs> Maybe I can get a bonus or something or advance. Yeah. Maybe I can ask one of the guys here yeah. and say, hey, yeah, you can do that. Advance me the money. But it, it most likely will be out in the next coming week, uh, something like that. You can get it everywhere, most likely on Blowout Cards, David Adams. But speaking of Blowout Cards, we have Mr. Thomas Fish on the phone. Mr. Fish, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. We are so honored to have you on the show. Last week, we had Tracy Hackler of Panini. Blowout Cards is a huge distributor. It's, uh, it's what I go to every day. So uh, it's, it's an honor to have you on here. Well, thanks. It's an honor to be with you guys. I'm really excited. So let's, let's get into the, uh, the interview here. I want to talk about what separates you from the competition. Well, our biggest strength is our ability, our promotions and our marketing efforts and our customer engagement is what I think separates us from our competitors, as well as our ability to react uh, in the marketplace to have up-to-the-minute information and up-to-the-minute market prices on the products that we offer. All right, and I'd like to talk to you about your rise to success. Um, what, what made you decide to quit your day job and create this multi-million dollar company? And was there any, um, I guess, apprehension from family members or friends? Like, was there anybody that said, don't do this? Or can you talk about that uh, background a little bit? Well, I can tell you real quickly, uh, graduated from high school, worked was a civil service employee for 10 years. While I did uh, trading cards on the side, I actually worked nights as a sewage treatment plant operator, and I worked nights, and during the day I ran a hobby shop. And in the mid to late 80s, maybe early 90s, the phenomenon of Pokemon came to the U.S., and I was very, very successful. I was one of the first people to import Japanese cards and toys, and it was very, very lucrative. And at that point, I quit my day job. Apprehension, not really, because Pokemon was so successful, and my family... And my wife saw how well I was doing with Pokemon that they definitely uh, pushed me to uh, leave, leave the job. Let's talk about gaming. Uh, a lot of people, I'm not going to say a lot of people in this industry, but there's some people out there that don't really give gaming uh, credit uh, as, as a potential uh, big name or big niche in this industry. Why do you think gaming uh, is so important to the uh, success of the trading card industry? Well, the success of the trading card industry is very reliant on the success of the hobby shop. And the gaming products like Magic, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and most recently Card by Vanguard are products that a hobby shop can have that would obviously increase store traffic and sales to those hobby shops that... As we know, at times, sports cards may be out of season or there may be a couple soft releases where those additional sales, those incremental sales, will help the hobby shop survive in this very competitive marketplace. All right, so speaking of competition, in regards to licensing, do you think that it, what kind of a f effect on the products do you think that has? Like, Does it affect the sales at all um, for Panini, who doesn't have a baseball or license? Well, Panini actually does have a, a, a license for the players, and it's funny that we had this interview this week and you brought up that topic because I can tell you Dunruss baseball releases this week, and we've had a lot of interest in Dunruss Baseball, and there's other, let's call them unlicensed products, such as the 2014 draft items that are coming out from Leaf, Sage, and Press Pass that have also garnered a lot of interest. And over the past few years, there's been a lot of unlicensed products that have been successful in the marketplace. I think ultimately, having a licensed product is an advantage 
but coming out with innovative products and products that deliver value for me and I know for a lot of collectors out there are ultimately what's the most important thing when collecting. Yeah, and I, I completely agree, but products like Press Pass, uh, you have Press Pass now where there's signatures of these college football players that are making inscriptions on there like Johnny Manziel has, you know, Johnny Football or Giga Maggies or Heisman Winner that makes me want to go out and buy those, even though I'm not a big college football collector. Uh, Correct. And those aren't, uh, those wouldn't be licensed product either. I believe Upper Deck currently has the college license, but like I said, I've seen a big success on the Leaf, Sage, and Press Pass. Last year, the rookie crop actually wasn't as nearly as good as it's going to be as it is in 2014. Like you said, you want a Manziel, you want these descriptions, they're fun, they're different, they're innovative, and licensing is important because if you're a team collector, you want to see the team logos, but there's been several products like National Treasures a couple of years ago when they made the baseball. That performed very, very well in the secondary market. I think Dunruss Baseball will do very well. I mean, our pre-sales are doing well on that. I'm looking forward to that coming out. So ultimately, you want to see the license on there, but if you don't, Hopefully, the companies that are producing their products are working harder to provide the best items they can, and if the collecting community likes it, for example, you with Johnny Menzel, you want to see inscriptions, they're going to sell. I mean, that's what the collectors want. All right, let's give a little change of pace here and get a little personal with you. Uh, what is your best collecting experience or your best pull as a collector? Oof, my best collecting experience would have to be from my childhood. I remember going... I'm originally from New York, uh, going to the Westchester County show, the East Coast National every year, the Gloria Rothstein show, and just going there when it was on two floors. You had so many dealers there with so many different variety of products. Remember back then, you had Fleer, Dunruss, Upper Deck, and Tops all making licensed sports cards, and it was just it was just a lot of fun as a kid going to that show. That's probably my best overall collecting experience. As far as pull goes, I can't pinpoint a specific pull that I've ever gotten out of a pack that just would make me remember that specific card. I mean, I pulled some big cards throughout my uh, collecting time. And I, we all know that you're a big comic book fan. There's, there's an article that uh, in in uh, one of the previous Beckets where you were showcased and interviewed about your uh, your art collection with that. Uh, yes. What's your favorite comic book that you've either uh, collected or you have in your collection right now, or maybe you've sold it? What What's that in your opinion? Well, it's funny. I look back at that article from time to time, and I remember when I did that article, I think that's probably a year or two ago, yeah. I had mentioned that I always wanted a Detective 27, which is the first appearance of Batman, and I uh, I think I picked one up. I think it was last February. I picked it, actually picked up a copy of that up at an auction house, and I'm pretty thrilled to own that. That's pretty cool. And with the with the original art, how, how many pieces of comic art do you have in your collection? I have several hundred pieces of original comic art in my collection, and I, I like to add on to it every couple of months or if something comes my way. And real quick, I'll tell you guys, I just picked up uh, something that's been on my radar for a long time. One of the more popular characters in Marvel right now is a character called Deadpool. Oh, and I wow. recently picked up the cover for the first appearance of Deadpool, which is New Mutants 98. And I'm, I'm really happy to have that. That's been on my radar for a while. Oh, that's huge. That's really cool. Um, and yeah. as far as toys go, we hear that you're uh, now going to be producing toys and you have a license for Street Fighter. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I partnered up with two gentlemen, Rocco Tar 
Cardamelli, who's our artist, and Joe Vettery, he's in charge of licensing. We have the license for Street Fighter 6 to 9-inch articulated figures, and last week we were uh, exhibiting them at the Toy Fair, and the response has been uh, pretty good, and yeah. we have a lot of work to do before we come out with them, but I'm pretty excited about that new venture. Do you have an estimated date of, of when that might be We're, we're looking at the end of Q3, beginning of Q4. Okay. Let's, let's finish up the favorites. What's your favorite product? out there, whether it be gaming or sports? My favorite products year after year are uh, the Bowman Draft and Bowman Chrome baseball brands from Topps. They always have the most pre-sell activity as well as secondary market activity, so they always sell well, they pre-sell well, and after they are released, they do well. Finally, let's talk about the future of the industry. I, I, I ask everyone on, our, uh, on the shows, in their opinion, where do you think the industry is going but I, other than just the trading card industry, what's the future of blowout cards for you guys? Well, the future of the trading card industry, you know, it's going to be challenging. There's a lot of alternate things that people are doing with their discretionary income. And as long as the manufacturers can deliver innovative products that consumers demand, blowout cards will uh, provide them to the marketplace. And as far as blowout cards, we're going to continue to work hard, engage customers, try to provide the best pricing, great customer service, and promotions and marketing that we've been doing. And uh, hopefully we'll continue to grow. We, we add staff members every few months, and we're, we're growing, and we want to continue to grow. Our store is doing well, and online group breaking we're doing now. So we're always looking for new avenues to deliver the products we carry to collectors and consumers in general. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Fish, on coming on and, and spending some time with us today. It means a lot, and uh, everyone's looking forward to uh, hearing your answers to these questions here at Beckett. So I assume everyone out in the uh, in the radio internet waves are, are pretty excited for this. So thank you so much. And whenever you're in town, if you want to stop by and do a little radio show, there's definitely a spot open for you. That's not a problem, guys. And I'm always able to be reached at Fish at Blowout Cards. And the next time I'm down in the Dallas area, I'll be sure to stop by. And on a personal note, I, I have to say that I only use Blowout Cards. I plugged you guys a little earlier, but I, I love your guys' service. And it, it was a true honor for me as a collector to be able to talk to you today. So thank you for that. Oh, stop. It's my honor to be able to serve <laughs> you. And I hope we continue to provide the goods and services that you expect from Blowout Cards. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, sir. And you have a good day, okay? Appreciate it, guys. Thanks very much. Well, thanks to Mr. Thomas Fish of Blowout Cards for coming on. It's a huge honor, like you said, Justin, to have someone like that on here. Uh, You know, Blowout Cards is a a huge company, just successful. There's there's nothing bad I can say about him. No, I mean, and he he's living the card collector's dream. Everybody always says, "What would it be like to own my own business in this industry?" He did it and made it successful. He's one of the. uh, and the he, special few. Yeah, and he started from, you know, the bottom and worked his way up. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's great. I'm I'm all about that, you know. The I, American I, dream. Yeah, exactly. Starting from the bottom and and doing something with your life and obviously he's doing he's doing a great job uh with his company. So, before we go, I want to talk about card shows. We love card shows. We all know you guys love card shows. They're not as 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 popular as they were, or they're not as um, there's not as many as there used to be. Thank you, thank you. But we still want to showcase some around the areas uh, in the bigger markets. So um, let's let's just go ahead and do that right here. Is that cool with you, Justin? I, I it's your show. <laughs> it's my show. It's your show too. It's my show too. Well, you're the host, oh. and I, I follow your lead. <laughs> you're you're a good leader. Okay. Well, we have uh, a couple shows here. 
this weekend in uh, St. Louis, Missouri at the Doubletree Hilton, there's going to be a 70-table card show, $5 admission fee. There's one in Flor- Lauderdale, Florida, Sheridan Suites, Cypress Creek, 50 tables. It's free, so check that out. That's uh, this weekend as well. Uh, just on Friday, there's one in San Diego, California, Kings Inn Hotel. Uh, that's 20 tables free. Uh, let's see. We have a couple others. Arkansas, that's a big one. Frisco Station Mall. Uh, West Mifflin, Pennsylvania, uh, we have one at the Century 3 Mall. Uh, 20 tables for free. Allentown, Pennsylvania, South Mall, uh, 40 tables free. Columbia Mall in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, that's 20 tables and that's also free. Uh, I mean, and there's one last one, Edmond, Oklahoma, Al Sports Cards, 10 tables free. I like free, but, you know, obviously 70 tables for five bucks, that's, that's a pretty good steal. That's a pretty good deal right there. And we also have one coming up March 9th. Our friend Rich Klein is, is going to be putting one together in Plano, uh, so be on the lookout for that. If you want to check out upcoming shows and you don't really know where to, uh, where to look for them, just go to Beckett.com. On our homepage, uh, it's at the very bottom if you scroll down. It's going to be um, – it says Beckett Media in blue, and then there's a little tab that says Show Calendar. If you click that, it has all the shows coming up. You can filter it by venue, city, state, start date, things like that. So definitely check those out. Woo, I'm done. I am tired. That's a lot of talking. You still got more work to do, though, sir. Uh, no yeah. being tired. No I know. I, I, no, no rest for the, for the weary. Is that, is that's that, the phrase, that's yes. That's the phrase? Okay, I'm glad I said it right. Well, Justin, another Thursday done, another show done. Just that much closer to the weekend. Thank God. I'm so happy. I'm ready. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> we need to have a super collector show, I think. We do. We need I think to get some people got, on. If we get some good super collector stories, send them our way. We do in the magazines, yep. but I'm I'm trying to be a better super collector of David Murphy. Kind of heartbroken he left my team. Yeah. But I'm sure there's there's a lot of guys out there that are bigger collectors than me. So hit us up on Twitter. At Beckett Radio. I'm still not up with the Twitter lingo. It's okay. Yet. At Beckett Radio is that our, our Twitter handle. Check out uh, Beckett.com. They got all a lot of new pricing, obviously. Uh, it's it's a great way to just you know get up-to-date information on, on sports cards. And remember, next week, Beckett Auction is coming on here. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, Justin. Thank like you. always, Beckett Radio, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later.